Hello and welcome to the Cornerstone College Ministry Podcast. My name is Blake and I am the college pastor at Stillwater Bible Church. This is where we post all of our lessons that we have throughout the week. We are a college ministry where we desire to be a ministry full of mature believers who are helping believers to mature. You're joining us for our study of the book of Ecclesiastes. We'll dive into this book where the key phrase is under the sun. We'll look at the vanity of life when we have the wrong perspective on it. I hope you enjoy as we go through this book verse by verse. So I'm going to read Ecclesiastes chapter 8 and then we will get into it. So uh, chapter 8. Who is like the wise man and who knows the interpretation of a matter? A man's wisdom illumines him and causes his stern face to be. I say, keep the command of the king because of the oath before God. Do not be in a hurry to leave him. Do not join in the evil matter, for he will do whatever he pleases. Since the word of the king is authoritative, who will say to him, what are you doing? He receives the royal command, experiences no trouble, for a wise heart knows the proper time and procedure. For there is a proper time and a proper procedure, or proper time and procedure, for every delight. Though a man's trouble is heavy upon him. If no one knows what will happen to him, or what will happen, who could tell him when it will happen? No man has authority to restrain the wind with the wind, or the authority over the day of death. And there is no discharge in the time of war, and evil will not deliver those who practice it. All this I have seen, and then applied my mind to every deed that has uh, been done under the sun, wherein a man has exercised authority over another man to his hurt. So then, I have seen the wicked buried, those who used to go in and out of the holy place, and they are soon forgotten in the city which they did thus. This too is futility. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, therefore the hearts of the sons of men among them are given fully to do evil. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times and may lengthen his life, still I know that it will be well for those who fear God and fear him openly. But I will not, it will not be well for the evil man and he will not lengthen his days like a shadow because he does not fear God. There is futility which is done on the earth. That is, that there are righteous men to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked. On the other hand, there are evil men to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I say that this too is futility. So I can the pleasure. There's nothing good for man under the sun except to eat and to drink and to be merry. And this will stand by him in his toils throughout the days of his life, which God has given him under the sun. When I gave my heart to know wisdom and to seek the task which is done, to earth, um, done on the earth, even though one should never sleep here at night, I saw every work of God. I concluded that man cannot discover the work which has been done under the sun. Even though man should seek laboriously, he will not discover. And though the wise man should say, I know, he cannot discover. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for uh, your word. Thank you for the opportunity we have to come together and to look at it and to study it. I pray that you would just speak through your word today and it would go out and accomplish its purpose, that we'd be um, edified and encouraged and convicted as needed, Lord. We all this in your son's name. Amen. All right. So, Ecclesiastes. What is the key phrase for Ecclesiastes we've been looking at? I'm driven to But then it was a really big bowl just that, yeah. Under the sun, right? So, we get under the sun. Why is that the key phrase? What is that talking about? Yeah. The, everything that is, you know, in the world is, uh, is kind of futile because it just ends. There's no, or it's just cyclical or stuff like that. You can't really control anything. Nothing's done enough, yeah. good enough for it to just stop. Yeah, basically in a word, like there's futility under the sun. Right. So futility, which is this thing that it's either going to just end, it's going to stop, it's not going to be forever, or it's going to just keep on recycling through forever. The sun never rises in such a beautiful way that it never has to rise again the next day, right? It's never just, it fulfilled its purpose 100% is good. 
fulfilled its purpose, but has to do the same thing again. We mow the grass probably like 12 times this week. And um, Heather, with the mow it again, because it like grew four inches overnight. Um, and so uh, that kind of stuff, the cyclical nature, also we see that like the the righteous sometimes get like the, the bad end of things. And it's like, it should be the other way around, but we're a vulnerable under the sun. Things aren't perfectly righteous, perfectly just, right? And so we say that there's under the sun, if you have just a perspective of the, in the world, right? Well, that everything is just meaningless. There's no meaning in life at all. But if we look above the sun, right, so to speak, beyond the sun to God, we see that's where true meaning, true value comes from. That's kind of this point here. So we're looking at all these things. Solomon is the author. He's the wisest man who ever uh, lived that wasn't uh, Jesus. And he basically, God came to him and was like, hey, Solomon, what you want? Solomon was like, hmm, wisdom. And God was like, good answer, right, basically. Um, he's like, cool, because you asked for wisdom. I'm also going to give you riches and uh, honor and glory, all the other stuff that uh, all this power and everything. Um, because wisdom is a good thing to ask. Because he was like, I have a new kingdom. I don't know how to rule that. I need wisdom, God. And I was like, cool, done. Uh, so he's the wisest person who ever lived, or ever will live, it says. And so he's the guy who wrote this book that says everything is futile. I've looked at everything. I had all the money. I was a richest thing. Silver was nothing in Solomon's kingdom because there was so much gold. Silver was like a rock in the road. Like, who cared? There was so much gold everywhere. He was super rich, super wise, and says, I've seen everything, and this is my outcome. This is what I see. Today, we're going to look at kind of this, this theme here, and it's going to be, um, I'm going to zoom in. It's going to be, well, okay, bye. Wisdoms, it's still not going to, okay. Greatness. And limits. I don't know what all those Bibles have as like the um, subheaded there, but you decide to ask. Greatness. Uh, and limits. And so, um, what is the greatest limits? Uh, what do they have as like the, the subheading for this? Obey rulers. Obey rulers. Counseling to you, God's inscrutable pop. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. <laughs> yeah, that's what was sacred. Council and view God's inscrutable prominent. Yeah. And you have what? Obey rulers. Man. Wow. Alrighty. Um, yeah. One of the uh obviously no one put the subheadings in there. Um it was just that the people who put the Bible together were like, I think this sentence talking about this, right? So that's a that's a big difference. I think it's wisdom's greatness and then its limits, right? So here's the greatest about being wise, the advantages of it. And then also, though, it has its limits. And so we remember, as we go into this, what kind of governmental structure was Solomon in? Monarch. Monarch. Yeah, monarchy or kingdom, right? Um, did a whole bunch of monarch butterflies everywhere. Um, the kingdom structure. And so... Eh, um, and so whenever we see this, uh, we want to remember that as we go through this, right? Yeah. So we know what it is. Because um, it's going to be a key thing about this. Because like, we're talking about how the ruler or the king has this ultimate authority. And if you're like, well, our ruler is Joe Biden, right? And it's like, as the president. And so it's like, this is only applied to that. There's like checks and balances and ways. Back then, if the king was like, do this, everyone's like, yes, sir, right? And go to do it. A little different in the way that we have our structure. Um, and so who is like a wise man who knows interpretation of a matter, right? And, and ultimately it's kind of saying like, 
how look how great it is to be wise, have a wise wise wisdom. Um, and then a man's wisdom illumines him and causes a certain face to be. You know something different than a man's wisdom illumines him? Makes his face shine. Makes his face shine, right? And causes his face to beam, right? Yeah, mm. it was close to God. It came on with face beaming. Um, so basically, if, if you've been illuminated to something, what does that mean? Give him insights. Give it insight, right? You kind of know how to act, right? Um, so you know how to act here when you talk about you're illumined, right? So if you're wise, you know how to act and act around people and do things, right? And it causes a stern base to be, right? Um, also, how at the stern face, how likely are you to like enjoy being around someone who always has a stern face? You always feel like you're yeah something wrong or they hate you or something right um it's not face to beam what if someone's beaming and like not just beaming all the time you go freaked out but so it's like a good a good uh outward appearance right and stuff so okay that's better right so we see that wisdom illumines him right let's know how to act and how to portray himself and so we know how to portray himself there's, there's a whole bunch of good things come on with being wise a wise person will act in the right way and will portray themselves in a good way uh, because a stern face, um, not fun. So, so a stern face to be. Also, you know, he knows things better and knows how to, how, what, what things are going on um, around him. If you notice, this is a contrast to what we see earlier in the book, which is wisdom equals pain. Right? Chapter one, the one who knows more has, has more pain. His knowledge about the pain in the world. And so there's a little contrast to what we're saying is like, but in the world, wisdom does have its benefits. Even though you know more, it's better to be wise than a fool, right? There's a fool acting around, it might have a stern face all the time, it isn't illuminated to anything, right? He's just kind of stumbling through, not really able to act right or present himself right, which is not good. We say all that because we're going into this section about obeying rulers or the inscrutable mercy of power of God, whatever Tyler's Bible said. Well, and so this, this, this thing about rulers, and how to act for them. So he says, I say, who's I? Solomon. Uh, Solomon, the preacher, Koelef, is the, is the Hebrew word. Um, and as I say, keep the command of the king because of the oath before God. Uh, so the oath ultimately, like, uh, the oath uh, to serve the king. Um, because the oath to serve God is to serve um, uh, both before God to serve the king. And keep this command. Well, don't be in a hurry to leave him. So, first of all, if we're saying I'm gonna I'm gonna serve this this person, right? And God put that person in authority, whether you're gonna serve that person well. Uh this gotta talk to people who are under the kingship, people who's serving the king in that way. Uh make sure that you're keeping the command and I'm just going against it. Obviously, if the king is like kill all of these innocent people, you know, but not, maybe not, right? Um you see that happening with Saul in uh 1 Samuel how there was the priests that helped David and David was on the run. And then Saul said, all right, soldiers, kill all these priests. And the soldiers were like, no, no, thank you. I'm not going to kill God's servants. As in Saul was like, fine, you, someone who was an Israelite, you kill them. He's like, done. Well, goes to kill us up. And so they disobeyed the king's direct commandment because they were serving God. So either way, get the command of the king um, because of the vote you have before God. Don't be in a hurry to leave him. 
And what this means, right? If you're leaving the king, um, kind of this idea of resigning. Don't be in a hurry to leave him. Just like leave real quick. Just be out of there. Everything. Don't join in the evil matter, uh, for he will do whatever he pleases. Okay, join in the evil matter. If you think about it in respect to a king, what could an evil matter maybe be it? What mean? Treason. Treason is treason. Corrupt business. What does that mean? I thought, oh my gosh. Corrupt business. Yeah. That was way harder than I thought. Ah, good. And I had to swallow it and my throat was burning. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, I'm taking this off. If I can. Um, yeah, so either treason or... Um, treason or a sometimes evil matter, corrupt matter. Uh, he'll do whatever he pleases. <laughs> yeah. Corrupt matter, Herod. Don't take part in that. Um, so with a king, right, if you're going to do something against him or evil matter, right, ultimately, don't join in it. He'll do what he pleases. So treason um, or just, just um, what I have here. There's something bad, right? Something. Something where it's just not not good, bad things. Um, he's gonna do whatever he pleases, right? Because right, since the word of the king is authoritative, who will say to him, What are you doing? So say the king makes a decision and you're in a monarchy at a whatever a king kingdom, whatever, and then you come to the king and you're like, What in the world are you doing? That was a terrible decision. Is that gonna go well for you? Yeah. No, right? So what he's saying is don't do this, right? Basically, don't just come up and be like, what are you doing, king, right? Be tactful. So, yeah, so an example, that's a good example, right? So with, with David, um, whenever Nathan came to approach him about, um, what is it, about uh, Bathsheba, right, and the whole thing he did there, Nathan had this, like, God told him to come to him. Probably God was like, hey, do it this way. But, he was like, hey, so there's this guy, and you know, he's all these different, these uh, these sheep, whatever it was, sheep here, and stuff. He's all these great things, and then there's other guy who has one sheep, and he loves this one sheep so much. The guy who holds the sheep went and took this guy's sheep and brought it over here to his stuff. And they were like, are you kidding me? Who did that? Kill this man. And it was like, you are that man. And he was like, I took Bathsheba, right? Because they would have like a bunch of wives, which is bad. Uh, but he still like, took Bathsheba from Uriah, who had one wife, Bathsheba. And so um, he was very tactful in the way he went about it. It wasn't like, what are you doing, you dummy, right? Um, and so he he was good about it. Uh, another way to do this, so I heard this the other day. Anyone? I, I like a volunteer. Okay, just like um, Why did the chicken cross the road? Chickens. What? To get the dummy's house. Knock, knock. Mm-hmm. The chicken. A tactful way to go about it. Like, what are you doing, King? Right? Um, I wanted to include that some way, like a dad joke somehow, standing there. But um, also, I'm not gonna notice. I'm I'm trying to be as most dad as I can. I have my New Balances on. I have my white socks with them. Right? Mm. Jeans tucked in. Um, yeah. Okay. So don't do this. Be tactful. Right? Don't just get what are you doing because he's authoritative. Right? What he said goes, and what he says about you is gonna go as well. He who keeps the royal command experiences no trouble, for a wise heart knows the proper time and procedure. Right? 
So keep the royal command, right? So do the right thing, do what what they say to do. Um, keep that royal command. And a wise heart knows the proper both time and procedure. So do it at the right time. Say um, you are serving the the king or someone, right? And um, your job is like the secretary. You're bringing them coffee, right, and stuff. And they get there in the morning, every morning, bring them coffee, right? And like, hey, I do my job. I'm supposed to do this. I'm going to bring coffee. I'm going to bring coffee. And it's great. And they come in one morning, and there's been some huge attack on the country, and they're in these meetings, all these things, and you're like, hey, here's your coffee. And like, get back, right? Like, in the middle of all this craziness, it's not the right time to be doing it. So be talking about when you're going to do this as well, um, not just doing um whenever so keep the role command and know the right time and how to do it a lot of people um get themselves in trouble but i'm knowing the right time to do something and how to do it the right way so understand how am i going to do something okay when should i do it and how should i do it and then it'll be good then it'll be set especially when you're serving someone we're talking about a king here but we don't have a king also this might be a little tangent uh, we got a new clock back there by the way uh i like it Cornerstone green. Um, so, uh, those are glare right at the so can't see. So, um, um, what is the best form of government? It was a monarchy. Yep. I like the headache. Um, it's the kingdom, right? If the king is perfectly just, perfectly righteous. So if the king is 100% perfect, everything they say goes, but they're 100% just and righteous and caring and everything and merciful and gracious, well then, yeah, you'd want to have a, a kingdom like that, right? So then there is no corruption, there is no anything. Will that happen before Christ comes back? No. No. There's never going to be a perfect king, right? Perfect someone who comes out. But whenever Christ returns out of his kingdom, right, that's going to be the perfect form of government because he will be perfectly just, perfectly righteous, perfectly loving, perfectly merciful. And so, there's something to think about, right? Because uh, one day, if we all place our faith in Christ, we will be in the kingdom. And so, what are we going to interact with? How are we going to do those things? Um, of course, we're going to be, that's a different, I'm not going to go that out loud. Um, uh, either way, yeah. So, he says, the proper time, to know how to do it and when to do it. There's a proper time procedure for every delight, um, like coffee. Um, wait for it to cool. <laughs> um, though a man's trouble is heavy upon him. Okay. This, I think, is a key thing here. Though a man's trouble is because I have on him, is there still a proper time procedure? Yes. So, even though, right, it's really key, we want to, um, don't let this be an excuse, right? Don't let troubles that you have um, be an excuse to serve poorly or to do things and acting out of line. Right. So often we're like, well, I've had a bad day, so I'm going to do whatever. Right. I don't care about the Google. I don't care about what's going on. Just don't use these troubles. Sorry that my handwriting is bad. Brown troubles be an excuse to serve or to act out of line. Instead of poor act out of line. Like, I've had a bad day, so I can do whatever I want. Right? Who cares? I deserve to be able to do this. Like, no, there's still a proper time and procedure to do things. And if you go and like spill the coffee on the king's, like chest and lap, whatever, because you're having a bad day, you may not live out the rest of the day, right? I mean, if your day's going to get worse, right? So still make sure you're doing the right 
way in my timing. And it's so easy. Do y'all feel like there's times whenever you tempting to just say, well, I've had a bad minute, so I don't care about trying to love people or try to do these things right in front of it. There's been tempting. Easiest way to come. So don't, don't let that happen. Even though your troubles happen upon him, still make sure there's a proper time and procedure. If no one knows what will happen, who can tell them what will happen? All right. And it'll have a different translation than this. Verse 7. Is everyone reading an ASB? For he does not, I'm sorry, for he does not know what will happen, so who can tell him what will occur? Isn't know what will happen, looks out why it will occur, where he says. So some, since no one knows the future, who can tell what it is. Yeah, so let's talk about the future, right? What will happen if one is to come? Another way, uh, I think CSB says it, is um, if no one knows what will happen, who can tell him what will happen? But the way it has been, yeah. So no one knows what will happen. Who's going to tell them what's going to happen? Right? So it's the same idea of like, I don't know what's going to happen or what's going to happen or how it's going to go about. Um, no one knows when or what might happen. So what should we do? What's the outcome? Probably always try to walk wisely because we don't know what's going to go down, right? Um, keep your mouth full of wisdom, not full of folly. Um, no one can tell you what's going to happen, how, when it's going to happen, what's going to happen. And so make sure that you're acting in the right way towards other people, so towards the ruler, to people on your authority. Uh, I think that's what it's kind of saying here, right? No one's going to happen, who's going to tell them how it's going to happen, and when it's going to happen. So just make sure that you're acting wisely. Like, when will World War Three break out? Any second, probably, right? I don't know. Um, like, we don't, we don't know what's going to actually happen. And so just make sure that we're acting wisely this whole time. No man has authority to restrain the wind with the wind or authority over the day of death. And there is no discharge in time of war and evil and evil will not deliver those who practice it. I want to point out that this is the ultimate um, point that he's trying to make. He's using all other things to build this point. Evil will not deliver those who practice it. But it's going to go back. So no man has authority to restrain the wind with the wind. Seems pretty straightforward, right? If we have a three mile an hour breeze, are we going to be able to do anything to stop that breeze? No. But a skyscraper, no, it's going to go around it. Be able to do an atomic bomb. What's going to happen? Well, it's just going to continue blowing the wind. It may even make it stronger, right? Uh, like, there's nothing we can do to stop the wind or straining the wind at the wind. It's futile. It's chasing the wind to try to. And then, or authority over the day of death. We're going to decide um, exactly when, or you can decide when you're going to die if you like do something stupid, right? Um, but ultimately, right, like we can say, I'm going to live two more days and you could not make it to the end of the day. Right? We don't have, we don't, we can't control all that. We don't know when we're going to die. It could be any, any time. And so you know, I have authority over that. The authority over the wind is pretty high. Authority over death is really high. There's no discharge time of war. You have different, different words than discharge here. Release. There's no release time of war. Right. Let me see what CSP says. I keep checking this and we might keep forgetting I brought in ESP. Yeah, CSP says to just say anything. Um, yeah, there was no dis. Oh, it's ESP. There's just boxing space there. So you should read. Like, eight. 
about her versus Adrian. Oh, that makes him okay. Maybe the same. Eh, no one is discharged. Okay. So time of war, like in the time of war, no one is discharged. Right? There's there's things going on. You're not gonna just be like, hey, it's wartime. Oh, hey, by the way, y'all are gonna go home, right? No, no one's like, hey, there's wartime. Everyone's on deck, right? All hands are on deck. You go in there. It's not like you're just getting a pass over. Like, yeah, you can go up. It's fine. I was like, no, we're literally in a war. You got to come out and stay, right? And be fighting. And so it's not like you get a time of pass when there's this stuff going on. And also, evil will not deliver those who practice it in the same way, right? The authority is there. Evil is the ultimate authority, right? You're doing evil. You're not going to get away with it. That's the main point that he has here. And then ultimately, why does the Bible say that rulers are put in their places of authority? To stop them, man. To do what? Reward good and discipline guy. Not the average, but to what it says. There to, that's supposed to be there. To punish wickedness, right? And reward good. It's because the wickedness comes from the Satan, the snake. Uh, Reward wickedness or punish wickedness and reward good. So the king was put there for that. Um, we're going to go on and go forward, and he's going to go further and say, this doesn't always happen, right? So this is the goal, right? The king ultimately was put there to um, punish wickedness and to reward good. And so evil is not going to deliver those who practice it. Practicing evil, is anyone doing it? You're not going to be delivered uh, from that. And so, hello. Hello, baby. Baby, and baby, I want. Um, can't say baby. Anyways, so here we go. Um, the king was put there to punish wickedness and to reward good. Doesn't always happen, right? All this I have seen and applied my mind to every deed that has been done under the sun. What does it keep writing? Um, this kind of those, uh, man, I'm really into this. Um, done under the sun, wherein a man has authority over men to his pert. So I've seen all this. He's seen all these things. He's actually been in a place of authority. He's also been in a place not authority. Um, and applied my mind, his wise mind ever to every deed has been done under the sun where a man which has authority over another man with his spurt, right? How much authority does a um, does a king have over someone else? All in the kingdom, right? All authority, right? Authority can bring pain to others. Therefore, walk wisely, right? this point because like authority can be to your damage right to your hurt walk wise so it doesn't happen right that's where it goes back to verse one where he says like who's a good wise man who knows interpretation of the matter man's wisdom illuminates him and it causes his certain face to be and so make sure you're walking wisely all right does that make sense any questions so far comments reputations All right, so then, it goes on. I have seen the wicked buried and that those who used to go in and out from the holy place and they are soon forgotten in the city where it did dust. This too is futility. Another translation thing. And then have something different than forgot. Y'all have two similar Bible translations. What? Oh, yeah. So, well, I have verse 10. Then I saw the wicked buried. They used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things. This is also me. Uh, yeah. 
basically. So forgotten versus praised, right? That's a pretty big difference. Um, so if the reason why is that some manuscripts have, like the older manuscripts have forgotten, some of them have praised. Like it's kind of, it's just one of the things that we see that's like, it's one of those, one of those different manuscripts have different things. Um, I don't think it changes the meaning either way, honestly, right? Um, so maybe we come back up. Uh, and so uh, the wicked are buried. What this means is this is a this is a good burial, right? If you're being buried, not just like often cast out into the wilderness, right? That's good burial. The wicked have been buried, they had a good burial, but they were wicked, right? And they used to go in and out from the holy place, right? Going in and out, all these things. And then they were soon either praised when they died, right? People were like, hey, look, this person was great, even though they were wicked. Have you ever seen someone who's wicked um, be praised? Yeah, it happens. Um, and so what is forgotten in that moment when they're praised? And their wickedness, right? So either way, they're either forgotten what they've done, or they've been forgotten, or what their deeds of being wicked have been forgotten when they're praised. So the either way, this idea of being forgotten and praised, they both kind of go back to the same point. Their wickedness is forgotten because they're praised, or they're just, but then all these things, they're just forgotten. When that holy place had a really good burial, I mean, it was forgotten. Um, in the city, in the same city where they did these things. So like someone who did a whole bunch of stuff for still water, and then they did all these bad things, terrible things, and people were like, oh, look how great they were, right? Kind of stuff. This too is futility, remember? Futility is like a vapor. And vapor just comes and passes away. It's like a vapor in the wind and just nothing. Um, so people... Forget the wickedness. This is kind of, he's going from this idea of like, kings are put there to punish wickedness and reward good to now, okay, but something doesn't happen. What we have under the sun, right? Under the sun doesn't always happen. Here's one of the reasons why. Verse 11. Because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed quickly, therefore the hearts of the sons of men among them are given fully to do evil. Cool, right? This is... I hear it, stop. Um, this is shortcomings of kings, right? Or leaders. Someone does evil, it may take how many years until they're actually punished for it? And if you get uh, something really evil and you get a sentence, right? A prison sentence, and run as you're hearing normally. If you get something, do you want to know like, how long it is after you get arrested or something for your actual hearing to happen? I'm back. Sometimes a year or less or more, right? It's a long time. There's something evil. You have a year before you even are brought forward about it. And then the sentence can be carried out like, okay, yeah, there's something really bad, death penalty. And then how many years until that actually is carried out? Right? Oh, a long time. And so this evil act isn't just like something evil, boom, ex like this executed. But, you know, like the actual... Uh, Punishment executed quickly because it's not happening. Well, people are just like, I can do something. It's not really, I don't see the effects of it, right? For a long time. It's not a your deal. I don't, someone else does anything wrong and we're still just getting three square rules a day in jail, right? It's not that bad of a deal, right? It's kind of thing. But if you saw that like someone did something wrong and then boom, they're mini punished, how likely are you going to be to do those things? It's like, what if uh, in college, right? Um, someone uses a website, say, check. To look up information over for their for their assignments and stuff, and then you do affect someone who did that, and then immediately they're like expelled. 
because they cheated on their homework, right? How likely are you going to be to use a website to do something? Not at all, right? Um, and yet, we see there's a lot of things that people aren't really punished for that much, or they get away with it, and so we're like, nah, I'm going to make a deal. So if someone is perfectly righteous as a leader, well, that's going to be immediately uh, punished to be executed. So because of that, people, the hearts of the sons of men are given among them fully to do evil. I'm going to do evil, and punishment may come or may not, who knows? So, do we see this in our society, you think? Yes. 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 Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It's kind of now. So, it's a big thing that we see in our society, even then. But this is a punishment immediately. And so, people are just like, yeah, option. They do evil. But we have something else that the wisest person ever lived says. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times the length of his life, Still, I know that it will be well for those who fear God, who fear him openly. Right? Openly. Uh, it'll still be well for those who fear God. Right? Under the sun are things, um, are the righteous rewarded and the evil uh, or the wicked punished righteously, 100% righteously on earth? No. Will they be before God? Yes, right. Which is more important? A little bit of freedom and not being punished here on earth or standing before the creator of the heavens and of you, for those who get to well, and being like, yeah, but I didn't get punished on earth, God, so whatever. And him being like, why did you do this? Right. Probably worse than for God. I have to answer for that. So be well for those who fear God. Not only those, they just say those who fear God, fear him openly. He's been better if you're openly fearing God um, and not acting like everyone else in the world and doing whatever and then in your own private life trying to fear God, right? I'm like, no, I'm going to live for God no matter what is going on. Fearing him openly is going to be better. But it will not be well for the evil man and he will not leave the mosaics like a shadow because he does not fear God. So God, or good is rewarded and evil is punished, it doesn't always happen. Dot 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 under the sun but it will happen for God right without God there is no perfect righteousness there is no justice there's no final justice right? they, no one has to stand accountable to sometimes under the sun but they will stand accountable for God we will stand accountable for our actions before God even as believers right now for salvation based on faith in Christ it's a free gift of eternal life we're given eternal life we have it forever the moment we place our faith in heaven but we'll stand before him and we'll have to give an account for our lives. He'll say, look, I gave you all of this to do. I gave you gifts so you can help serve people and time to help other people and money to help other people and do things and to serve me, all these things. And you could have done all these things, but I saw that you did this instead, right? You talked bad about someone or you, you wasted time on this or you did this or everything else. Like, why did you do this? And it's not to say you didn't act right, so go on to hell, right? It's saying like, hey, I gave you these things so that you could work. I was going to reward you based on what you did. But now you don't get those rewards. Come on in. Like you're going to join into the kingdom. But you could have had so many rewards. And you could have been serving alongside me and had all these great things. But you're just going to, I mean, you're going to, it's going to be great no matter what. You're going to miss out on things if we're not living for God. And so under the sun, right? We see that these things don't actually, we don't see the rewards. But are we trying to please people here on earth? Is that going to work? No. We're not able to please everyone, but 
we're trying to please God, right? And that's a little bit more important than in the end, anyways. Okay. Does that make sense? Any questions about that? Is that the same word as vanity or it's just futility? I don't know. I'm not because, uh, where is it? This one I hear. Um, or up here. Uh, under, at the end of 14. End of 14. It's futility. I haven't even gotten to futility yet. Uh, so, no, because you see, futility is like this and then vanity is. Not in this. So I just like, no, actually, I, I don't have the languages. I don't know Hebrew, um, but I could look it up if I had my Bible app open and stuff. But it's the same idea, futility and vanity, right? We'll have this idea of vapor and the wind, so it's just kind of, it's futile to go after its vain, to go after and stuff. To, it seems, or it's futility as in just like, it's kind of useless. I mean, because he says in 14, there's futility that's done on the earth, right? Something that is unfair, but there's nothing to do about it. That there are righteous men to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked. On the other hand, there are evil men to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I say this too is futility. If we get all worked up on the fact that righteous people have bad things happen to them and evil people have good things happen to them, how is our life going to go? If we're always obsessed over that fact. What's up, right? We're not going to enjoy life at all. God has given us things to enjoy, and we're just going to be all upset about, yeah, but that first is bad, and they all just could use. I need mad about it. I'm bitter about it. But that's futility, right? We know that this world is not fair in a lot of ways, right? Though price returns, it's going to be not fair. We're in a fallen world. It's more, it's probably more along the lines of saying that the fact that they do those things is futility to, or specifically any. Yeah, so so I think that's that's a good point. So the fact that um, you're trying to um, be righteous so that you're rewarded may not happen, right? And if you're waiting on the wicked people to be punished, that may not happen. So setting your sight on, I want to be rewarded now for the good things I'm doing now, it may not happen. It's futility to chase after that. Instead, I have the eternal in mind, right? The eternal in mind, where he kind of goes into. He says, so I committed pleasure. There's nothing good for a man under the sun, right? Under the sun, that except to eat and drink and be merry, and this will stand by him, right? This will actually stand by him, be with him in his toils, uh, in his toils throughout the days of his life, right? So each day you're given things to enjoy, right? In general, which God has given him under the sun, right? Remember, this is our key phrase under the sun. Each day we have things to enjoy under the sun, so enjoy them. It's futile. It's futility to just get all upset about all the other little things all the time. Let them just hang down on us, right? So don't try so hard to make sure that I'm, um, I am focused on the, the rewards I'm going to get under the sun, right? Or the punishments going to happen under the sun. Instead, look at the rewards that are going to happen eternally and enjoy the fruit that we have sun. Does that make sense? A connection. A couple more verses, and these are really key. When I gave my heart to know wisdom and to seek the task which has been done on the earth, even though one should never sleep day or night, kind of like me right now, 
Actually, I slept really well last night. Rachel was a was a champ, and I don't even know that he was awake sometimes. He changing diapers and stuff. So, um, give my heart to know wisdom to seek the task done on earth. Right. So basically saying like, I'm looking to see everything that's been done, see what's going on. I want to be wise about it and to know everything, how to act, how to portray myself, all these things. Um, there's no way they could do that. You would never sleep day and I try to figure out all this kind of stuff. Um, I saw every work of God, right? Everything that he's done here on earth, under the sun. I concluded that, man, and I discovered the work done under the sun. You can't figure out everything that's going on. All that got done, the way that he works through things, the way he works through rulers, can't discover, can't know how it's going to work, doesn't know why it's happening, right? Even though a man should seek laboriously, laboriously, he will discover, even though, notice, the wise man should say, I know, he cannot discover. Even though a wise man is like, yeah, I know, I know why this is happening, I know what's going on, I know exactly everything and why the world works the way it does. He can't discover, right? There is no way. And this is the wisest man who'd ever lived, right? The most riches, the most wealth, the most power ever lived, right? Israel was like incredibly rich and like a, a world power at this point. He says, can't know, right? There's no way to know. But all this is talking about um, done on the earth and so it's done under the sun, right? On the earth, under the sun, worldly things, right? So he thinks that, um, thinks that he has understanding. The wise man is, I don't know, beyond discovery. He thinks understanding, but where would we look for true understanding? I... So the Bible, right? In the context of Ecclesiastes, right? Um, must come from beyond the sun, right? True understanding and contentment in life comes from beyond the sun. Okay, I can't understand why everything's happening the way it is here, but I know who God is, what he's done, that he is righteous and just, that things will be rewarded. Uh, righteous will be rewarded and uh, good will be punished. And that's something you can count on and be contented either way. And trying to discover how everything's going on, this is not going to be beneficial for you. So he goes and he says at the beginning of this, he says, wisdom has an advantage when dealing with authority, right? You can be wise, it's going to go better with you than just like disobeying everything that the authority says. You're going against it. It's not going to go low. But wisdom has its limits of its own, right? You can't know everything. You don't know when something's going to happen, right? You don't even know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, all these things. You can try your best. You should act wisely to make sure you'll be most safeguarded, but you can't really control it. And then wisdom most definitely can't know how or why God does things. You can be wise, wise as you want, but you're not going to actually fully be able to understand and know here's why God did everything, here's how he did stuff. There's not a way to do that. Thoughts are so much higher than our ways, thoughts higher than our thoughts. But would you know that he's good, he's God, and that he is done all these things for us, right? He's given us things to enjoy every day of our lives. So, here's kind of our takeaways today. I'm going to put the therefore sign that I learned when I was an engineering major uh, because it's a lot easier than writing therefore. Um, so, 
it's going to sound really dumb, but act wisely. No matter your circumstances. Don't let your circumstances determine how well you're going to act around people, around others, right? Because if you act just foolishly and stuff, it's, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Don't set your goal on being remembered by people, right? Because you're going to be forgotten, right? I think I asked before many times, but who remembers their great, great, great grandparents? Who know their names with their great, great, great grandparents? All right. Big generations. For sure, I guess four generations, right? That you are their offspring. They're your ancestors. How much do you think your great, 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 or even great, great grandchildren, if you have children, are going to matter about you? Maybe your names, right? Any other great, great grandparents' names or anything? Wow. Two. Oh, you do? Yeah. We know about them. Uh, I remember, I remember she was really cool. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Greg Great, remember? Great, great. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But so, yeah, there's, there's something, right? That's her legacy that she left to her children. So, I'm not right. Really old. And so, don't remember by people, because this is not going to last, right? Being remembered by God, though, that's going to be a bigger deal. God says, I gave you these gifts, talents, and abilities to serve me and to serve others. How are we going to use them? When we're remembered by God to use them well. And then the third one. Well, okay, this kind of goes with it, but focus on pleasing God. Because, and this wasn't really mentioned, but He is the ultimate authority. And so. We should really focus on pleasing him. He is the real authority, right? He is the end all be all, right? And so he's the one we're trying to please. He's the one we're serving. He's the one we're uh, just, I mean, doing everything we are for, hopefully, for him. Cool. Well, that is all the time we have. We're a minute over, actually. So come Tuesday nights, we'll talk about this more and kind of the implications of the applications of it. I'll uh, be good. So yeah, I'll pray. And then if you have any questions, just come talk to me. That's right. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for Ecclesiastes and this book of wisdom that Solomon leaves us. I pray that we would take it and apply it in our hearts um, so that we wouldn't have this mindset of just here on earth and focus on all these things that are just going to pass away, things that are fading, things that are futile and vanity. I pray that instead we would have our minds focused on you and our minds hopefully with you uh, where our lives are hid with you. I uh, our faith in you for eternal land. We have it. Thank you for that, God, and that the, the things that you promised us and the revelations you've given us about what will come and what will come to pass, Lord. Let me place our hope on those. Um, pray that this week we keep these things in mind and that we're able to glorify you in all that we do. All this is on today. Amen.